Welcome to the Scrapbooking Inspiration Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Shannon, and today I have a very special episode for you. I've got a voice that will be familiar to many of you. Katie, the creative lady, is joining me today, and I'm excited to have her on the show. Hi, Katie. Hi, Melissa. Thanks so much for having me on. It's fun to be back on a podcast. Yes. Well, for many years, we've been listening. We have had the privilege of listening to you each week talking about scrapbooking and all kinds of fun things. And um, I guess the first thing is like introducing you. Um, Many people will know you best as Katie the Scrapbook Lady, but you've had a bit of a rebrand. I have, and I'll tell you, I really wrestled with that because I've been Katie the Scrapbook Lady for, I don't know, like 15 years. Mm. Um, it, it actually started, yeah, it was probably um, more than that, but it started back in the early, um, well, about 1999, mm-hmm. and I would host um, paper scrapbooking uh, crops, mm-hmm. and so it was really a fun thing to do, and somehow we jokingly got saying, well, I'm Katie, the scrapbook lady. And that really stuck. And then when I started my website a few years later, before there were blogs or anything, I, I named it Katie, the scrapbook lady. And then as I became a blogger and and entered the digital scrapbooking world, I stuck with that name. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking about rebranding for a couple of years because I do have a couple of other projects I want to work on that don't really fit with Katie the scrapbook lady brand Mm. and so I decided I really everything that I'm doing including scrapbooking is being creative Mm. and so I just really liked that idea I liked the idea some people are afraid of the word scrapbooking which is funny to me but I can Mm. understand because they think oh I have to be super crafty to scrapbook and they have to do all these things but scrapbooking now really encompasses even like making photo books um, very simple uh, pages that are more just photos only sometimes sometimes they have supplies and so I I like the rebrand and I was worried I would lose fans or readers from it but I haven't everyone's been really great about it so yeah, it's really fun. And your website is looking very fresh and beautiful these days. Um, if, Thank you. <laughs> so if you, if people haven't met you before, I mean, we got a little bit of an insight. You were originally a paper scrapbooker and you've done all kinds of things over the years. Did you want to just tell us a little bit of a, of a quick origin story of, <laughs> of sure, how yeah. you got to be where you are? Sure. So, um, you know, as I was growing up, my mom took photos and I think we put them into photo albums. I don't really remember. (laughs) But when I was 14, a friend of mine brought this big giant scrapbook to a party. And it was I mean, this was in the 80s. So it was kind of a a big one with sort of construction paper pages and she used rubber cement to put the the photos in. And I thought it was so fabulous. I wanted to do that. So my mom let me use a lot of our photos and I started making my own scrapbooks. And I was pretty good about keeping them up to date until I went to college. And then, of course, that, you know, took over my time. Mm. And then I didn't do much with them uh, once I was married 
And of course, once I started having children, I really wanted to do something. And that, if you remember Creative Memories being Mm -hmm. a company, so I got involved in that and um, started using their supplies and even eventually became a consultant. And so I did that for a few years and then decided to quit that and still was very much into paper scrapbooking until about 2003. Mm. And I sort of burned out on it. And then in 2005, I found digital scrapbooking and I just fell in love. It was so fun because I've always enjoyed using a computer and Mm. it was so much easier, as you know, no mess, <laughs> no, no adhesives and all those great things. And I just really enjoyed it. I, I taught myself. I found a simple scrapbooks magazine that was an older publication. Mm-hmm. And it was a special issue about digital scrapbooking. So I just poured over that and taught myself and eventually got into using um, Photoshop and I actually prefer Photoshop Elements. That's something that I always enjoy about you, that you also appreciate Photoshop Elements. Yeah, I'm a big fan. <laughs> I am too. It's just a great program, and it can do everything that you need to do, really. Mm. So. so, yeah, I've been a digital scrapbooker since then, and I have to admit now I do a lot with the Project Life app on my um, iPad because that's so easy, but I do still use Photoshop elements and templates, and I, I do still do a lot with that. And I just love anything to do with photos and memories. That's just my favorite. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and we certainly have that in common too. <laughs> so yeah. I was just thinking back, I wonder when, uh, do you remember off the top of your head, Katie, what year did the Project Life app come out? I'm thinking... I am thinking, seems like maybe 2015. Mm, I was wondering 2015 or 16. Yeah, hmm. I know. I I should have uh, looked at that because I, I was thinking about that the other day too. I was thinking, I wonder how long I've been doing this. Mm. Um, I This is a lot where you and I came to know each other, but I used to write for the Daily Digi when that was a regular site. Mm. And I, re- I remember doing you know one of the first articles about project life and of course Steph you know was instrumental in bringing that to digital scrapbookers and oh yes um I yeah so I just remember going through that evolution and I remember um being so excited when they had straight edge corners instead of just the rounded corners (laughs) yeah (laughs) I need to think about now yeah yeah I just quickly looked it up um, Project Life app came out September 2014. Oh, so, wow. Wow. It's longer. It's been around longer than I even thought. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So you kind of, uh, I'm just thinking, you know, we, we had, well, we, I didn't start digital scrapbooking till about 2008, but it's like you almost had 10 years of, digital scrapbooking on the computer and then and I mean you could use apps on your phone before the project life app was about I mean there was there was apps that we were all using and stuff were a few Mm -hmm. but the project life app just made it so much easier it does there are still a few other apps I use occasionally have you used April Mm, I haven't it's a fun app. It's really fun um, for layouts. I think you'll love it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, sometimes I do some things in over 
that I use that more for maybe documenting on my cards that aren't in the Project Life app. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll do a lot of my journaling and over. There are some other collage apps that I use occasionally. I use um, Diptych, mm-hmm. I think is how you pronounce it. That's one I've used for a long time, I think even before the Project Life app came out. Yeah, I definitely remember you talking about Diptych as like a pick of the week. I think mm-hmm. it might have mm-hmm. even been on like... The, yeah, who knows? I think this paper clipping days. Yes, I think so. It was, <laughs> in fact, I don't even um, use it much anymore because I, I use April quite a bit for that. I know a lot of people use the Rana apps mm. for uh, for app scrapping, and I've done some fun things, in, but I, I don't use them a lot. It's not as much as I should, so... Yeah, it's amazing. There's so many different tools. I've used Rana Designs as well. I'm... I'm literally going to download and check out that April one because I, I love it. The name speaks to me because my birthday is in April. So I'm like, ooh, April. Oh, nice. <laughs> What's your birthday month? Then? Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Actually, birthday in two days. So. Oh, well, happy birthday. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So there's a lot that, you know, you've seen a lot of changes and one thing I have really admired about you that you have been doing for many years is your memory roundup. And I always think, oh, I'd love to do the memory roundup, but I never quite do it. I think I've done one. Well, you can start at any time. <laughs> I can. So, yeah, that's something I started in 2006. So mm. that was a long time ago. So I started blogging in 2005. I'd had a website before and kept trying to update it frequently. I kept trying to make it into a blog. I didn't know I was doing that at the time. But, um, <laughs> I, I, I did the same. I had a website in 2002. Yeah. And I used to say, yeah. add a new page when I graduated from university. And then I added a new page when I something else that I did and I I found a pet a lost bird or something and I added a page for that (laughs) that funny we were on the precursor to blogging there yeah Yeah. (laughs) so so yeah in 2006 in that January I took this idea um, I used to work for a food broker and at the end of the month we would always wrap up the month because you know you'd want to know what the sales numbers were make sure all the invoices were done and mm-hmm. so I kind of liked the idea of wrapping up a month closing out the month is what we used to call it and I started thinking of that from a memory keeping point of view and I thought you know it really is nice before you start the next month to close out the existing month and just sort of take inventory of everything that happened think about you know what did we do this month what did we celebrate what I, I do little things like what shows did I watch what books did I read because I'm finding that those little everyday activities give you a very good peek into what your life was like at that time they're sort of like a time capsule so I can go back and read my recap of the month back in September of 2006 or February of 2013 and I can know what we were doing during that month and it's been incredibly helpful because I don't always keep up with my scrapbooking or uh, photo books everything sometimes I'm going back and working on pages much later and so Mm. it's so helpful to be able to go through and read that and I wish I had it for all the years like right now I'm actually working on my daughter's baby book, and she is almost 22, <laughs> so I'm pretty far behind on that. It was done in paper version, but 
I I don't really like the way it was done. So I'm I'm going back and doing it now with you, with my new digital skills. <laughs> you can do that. I just love that, you know, because we have the you've got the photos scanned, I'm guessing. Um I do. Yeah, so you can just do that. Even though you've done it before, you can relive those <laughs> moments and that's right when I did it before I just kind of slapped them in a book and stuck a few stickers in and called it done and I didn't do a good job of telling the stories that went with the Mm. photos so a lot of people say oh why are you redoing that just let it be but for me it's really important that those stories go with the photos because I want people to understand what was happening especially her that's that's the big thing I want her to know her own story Mm. yeah that's and that's so precious I'm I myself had a mum got a tiny little baby book type of thing that I assume it it almost is like the size of a greeting card but it's got lots of pages (laughs) inside it so it doesn't have photos or anything but it just had you know baby's first tooth was lost or what oh not lost (laughs) grew no I know (laughs) um And she filled that out. So that was something I had. And then when we were older, leaving home, mum actually wrote just like a two or three page Word document and printed it up for us. Um, Oh, that's a treasure. Yeah. And she's written things like she actually had written down like who was my best friend in primary school. I mean, as it turned out, of course, I ha- was one of those people who had the same friends, so I would have known who it was. But, you know, some of those yeah. things you don't really know whether or not I would have remembered them and she'd written them all down. And I was like, oh, this is so awesome because I, I'd i always had, like, the photo albums with just a date, really. Yes. And maybe, you know, if they weren't family members, they'd write who they were on the back of the um, photo but just so precious to have some of those memories from her and you know because yeah. some of the things you as a young adult you don't you just don't remember about your childhood or whatever mm. and you don't know how meaningful it'll become to you later on I mean even as a, a young mother just putting those photos in a a book. I mean, that was meaningful that I did that, but mm. I, I wish I had taken the time to write down about what was going on. And the nice thing is, is I'm just trying to remember what I can. And the, I did write some things down. I did write down about some funny little experiences. And as I've gone through these paper pages, I'm reliving those. And, and that's fun, too. So uh, I can never emphasize enough how important journaling is. I know a lot of people say, well, I love that I can just put everything in a photo book. And I love photo books, too. But I would encourage you to at least write down some details with that. And a lot of photo books have space to do that. that You can Mm. even do it right in their program. Um, Of course, I do a lot of digital pages where I'm using either Photoshop Elements or the Project Life app or another app. And then I import those into a photo book Mm. program and put them all together. So you can do it either way. But just never, never forget how important the words are because you can look at the photos and understand what's happening. But imagine if, you know, you were gone or 20 years from now, if someone pulls out that book and you can't be over their shoulder to say, oh, yeah, this is when we went here. And, oh, this was so funny. And you, you can't give that commentary. That's the beauty of journaling is that mm. you always can. Yeah, it's definitely 
so precious to have those things. And I've even noticed it myself. Um, my eldest is only nine or turning nine. Um, mm-hmm. But even being able to, I don't know, like when she was little, I posted lots of photos to Facebook because we were living far from family. Um, but mm-hmm. I didn't really write much on those on Facebook. And you know how Facebook shows you your memories of this day or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so, and then I notice as, um, you know, I've got more into scrapbooking and memory keeping, like even my Facebook posts that pop up for the younger children and other year, like you see, or oh, I'm writing more and more over the years That's because so great. You, you just realize, yeah. oh, these things, you don't remember every single thing. And yeah, as I, I've got back, but then it, it's still fun and it's precious even now, like things that I'm, I'm even going back, you know, only nine years in scrapbooking. There's some things I can add um, to mm-hmm. fill in those gaps. <laughs> when That's I, true. I don't think it's ever too late. Oh, you know, no. You can just add what you can remember at least. Yeah. And people are so lucky now with Instagram and Facebook. That is something that's great, as I know a lot of younger people are sharing their memories and writing about things because of that. Mm. But I, you know, I would encourage them, hopefully, to put them into some sort of format that that they can save. I mean, I we don't know how long all those things will be around. So yes. I, you know, there are. I've even done those my social books where mm-hmm. they pull from your. Facebook and Instagram feeds because I just I don't want to have to go through and you know copy everything out of those but there's a lot that I've put on that that I want to keep so those are really fun too yeah they certainly are and yeah because I have done that whole thing of copying you know I got uh, (laughs) I use a lot of Facebook journaling for pages or to just prompt your memory as well yeah it's definitely we we are blessed in that way Everything is more, you know, it may not be written down on paper, but in some ways it's stored on Facebook for now at least and we can go back and find it, whereas the receipt, the back of the receipt we wrote on or <laughs> whatever might be long I know, gone. that's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, the good thing is is that more people are enjoying those because you're sharing them, uh, mm. usually with family and friends, where, you know, if you just put it in a scrapbook and never show anyone, nobody gets to enjoy yeah. that. So and every, there are some real benefits. Yeah, and every time we have a cute Lego model and I post it up on Facebook, I'm like, or yes. on Instagram, I'm like, oh, I'll tag Katie in it so she can see our fun, you know, because I know you love Lego. I know. <laughs> I do. That's that's a fun passion for me and for my family. We yeah. enjoy those. So. Oh, it's so fun. So what? So we've talked a little bit about. Obviously, you're still doing your memory roundup, and you're using your Project Life app, and and also Photoshop Elements. So I was just wondering. Um, I guess you've got um, your daughter's baby book on the. On the well, I'm always working on a lot of projects at once. <laughs> that's just something that I'm always doing, and I think that keeps me happy, so I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm always working on the current year, mm-hmm. and then I'm always working on several past years. I have uh, 
fully completed photo books for a couple of years. And I, my goal is I really would like to have those for every year. Um, and it, I'm not necessarily going to have one album per year. Mm. When my kids were younger, I was using a film camera. I don't have that many photos. Yeah. So, and I, I don't have that many great photos either, but I'm making the best of what I have. And so their early years will be probably a couple of years combined into an album. I use Adorama pics. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've tried them. Yeah, yeah. I really yeah. love them. You can fit like over 100 pages in a photo book. So are you so doing I the... can really... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. So are you doing your um, the lay flat style of books? I am. Oh, and you can get 100 pages in them. Wow. Yes. That's yeah, amazing. I love it because... Yeah, I don't like to have to have a lot of albums around for for everything. I, I'm not one that I'll make an album for a trip or an album for this. I love people who do that. That's really fun and creative. But I just want them by year. And mm-hmm. I I used to do separate for travel. And I've just decided my family was like, that's too confusing. <laughs> we just <laughs> want to sit down and look at all of our pages together. And I thought, you know what, they're right. So mm-hmm. I just have them by year. And... So I, I've got, um, I've, I've still got to do 2015 and 16, mm-hmm. and um, I do have 17 almost ready to print. So I'm kind of working on those, but I'm also going back and doing my kids' baby books. So it gets confusing at times, but I don't mind because you kind of sometimes will get bored working on the same project yeah. for a while. <laughs> and so I can switch it up and enjoy that. And then I... This is kind of funny that I started getting into this, but I like um, digital mixed media and art mm-hmm. journaling. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, that's just fun to just play with the supplies and just do something creative. And I, I don't even necessarily use photos on those. So that's something that I enjoy as well. Mm. And I work on occasional. Oh, wow. So I was thinking then, because um, I know in the past – <laughs> this is one of those moments where you're like, what is she going to bring up that I've said in the last hundred podcasts I've been on? Um, you used to, <laughs> if I recall correctly, I'm thinking you used to have um, print your layouts like eight by eight and actually put them in albums. Was that? I did. And so what? Yes. Yeah, you have a good memory. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you doing? Did you, I'm assuming you'll just have them for the time being because you, like you said, you haven't, finalized each year's album um for a photo yeah some of them i i just took them out of the albums and stacked them in a Mm -hmm. drawer for right now i had these inexpensive albums i had bought that um were on clearance and for a long time i would just print out my layouts and put them in there Mm. and that was when your only choice was eight by eight or twelve by twelve and for me twelve by twelve was too big yeah but i with my Adorama Picks albums, and I know you can even do this with single pages now too. I really love the 10 by 10 size. For mm-hmm. me, that's just the right size. I feel like, you know, you don't have to worry about your journaling being too small. You can fit a lot on the page and it feels comfortable to look at. So I, I use that size now and I, I really enjoy that size. That's mm-hmm. my favorite. And so, yeah, I, I have little bits. I have this closet where I have paper layouts and some old digital layouts and boxes of photos, and it's it's not all 
wonderful and organized. <laughs> I, I wish it was, but I'm working on it. It's going to be a lifetime project, I guess. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm sitting in my study right now and behind me is a cupboard and there's two shelves of memorabilia from like, I would say the last 10 years, but it's not even that. And I'm, I'm constantly going through it anytime that I have it like, We've just done um, the Calvin Ball Challenge with Get It Scrapped. Mm-hmm. And we and I've pulled out years and I've been throwing stuff away because, you know, I keep too much. You know, I look back and I well, say... Well, and it's, <laughs> yeah, it's okay to throw it away eventually too. Yeah. You know, take a picture of it and then yeah. throw it out. And, you oh, know, yeah. you kind of, um, I don't know, over time you, you decide what's important or or what, you know, has most value to yes. you that you want to keep. And, yeah, I love the idea of 10 by 10. I've, I've always been printing at 8 by 8 at the moment um, just because I haven't been investing in, like, nice lay flat. I'm just doing more snapfish or whatever um, printed. Mm-hmm. But I do definitely Well, and I've love... always liked the 8 by 8 because... Because it fits nicely on a bookcase. (laughs) Yeah, and I've really loved it as well because having small children, they're just, they can look at them and if, you know, firstly they can actually pick them up and hold them. Um, But it's not too expensive if I need to replace things. Mm -hmm. And I, Mm -hmm. yeah, because I love to have the freedom to let them look at the the books whenever they like because I know growing up I always used to wish oh I wish you know I'd ask if I could look at my photos and sometimes that was good but other times it was like no not right now kind of thing because you know Mm -hmm. can you trust a six-year-old to not decide that they want to pull each photo out of the album look at it with their greasy hands and put it back in for sure yeah yeah, and I, I know that is the concern for some people with photo books. I, these Autorama ones are nice because they're they've got a nice coating on them. But I mm. can understand what you're saying with small children. And when my kids were little, uh, well, they weren't so little when I was doing the eight by eight. But it was easy for them to just pull them out and look at them. And the nice thing is, when you do a photo book, you do have to be willing to say this is our complete Mm. entry for this year (laughs) you know or for whatever time period you're doing the photo book if you forget a page it's awfully hard to go back and add it in so there are some nice benefits to doing a loose leaf scrapbook and you can add it or take away at any time so yeah definitely benefits both ways there is and I I have tried one of those beautiful um adorama lay flat books it was a couple of years ago now I think I ended up doing an all about me kind of album because I was like what can I put in an album that's not you know just a random collection of of pages because I had a really good deal and I was like oh Mm -hmm. and I've really I really do enjoy them and as you say they are super sturdy I wouldn't I think that they're they're obviously more costly than your snapfish books, but their quality is there. Mm-hmm. And because they're proper photo prints, you can just you know wipe. Yeah, they do a nice thing. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they're they're yeah. really lovely. For but sure. there are so many good ways to print up now. I mean, I know a lot of people like the chat books, and I haven't done any, but I've I've seen some, and those are really fun, and mm. they're just some great ways to do it. 
There's certainly so many options and I think that's great in a way but also you have to not be frozen and think, oh, well, I don't want to, oh. <laughs> you know, because you, yeah. you've, you've been there yourself. You've changed over the years. and <laughs> No, and you can overthink it and get overwhelmed for sure. <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess one other thing we haven't mentioned that you're, you're doing these days is you've got your store at your website and you, you're designing products over there. So... Do you want to just tell I am. I've been enjoying that. Mm. Yeah. So I, I've gone back and forth on designing. I, I started designing back in 2007, and I, I wasn't very good. <laughs> I'll <laughs> tell you that. But, you know, you have to start somewhere. And so I did start that and did that for a few years and then decided, well, I'm just going to focus on writing and teaching. That's really where I, mm. I like to be. And I got involved with the Daily Digi and did that. And then just the more I used supplies and products, I really got into template designing for a while because I was pretty much making up my own templates when I would create pages. And so that was something that I enjoyed for quite a while. Well, templates are not as popular now that people are using apps. Mm -hmm. um, there are still people who use them a lot, but they, it is it is a lot different now than it used to be. It used to be everyone used templates. Mm -hmm. But, um, and I... So I've kind of gone back and forth. Well, do I want to get back into designing supplies? And I dabbled a little bit with it last year. And as I started that this year, I thought, you know, I kind of need to decide, am, am I doing this or not? And I decided this year I'm going to focus on trying to have monthly releases and really focus on pocket card designs because that's what I'm using right now. I'm using um, a lot of supplies for pocket pages, which, you know, isn't just Project Life. It's that style of scrapbooking mm. where you have, you know, the different squares and rectangles. And I also have enjoyed turning some of those pieces into printable art type pieces. A lot of people like to print out things for a gallery wall or for holiday displays. And so some of those quotes or fun pieces that work well for a certain time of year. I've made those into bigger printables like 8 by 10 and 11 by 14. Mm -hmm. And so somebody can download those. There's a, there's a lot of those kind of things on Etsy too. Mm -hmm. But um, So that's been a fun thing to do as well. Just something that I've been interested in and had fun with and that my uh, customers seem to enjoy too. Mm -hmm. So that's been, been really fun. And I, it just keeps me going creatively and I just... I, I guess it keeps the wheels turning. <laughs> mm. So are you um, still using Photoshop Elements to do your design work then? I do actually do a lot of my design work in Photoshop Elements. I also do have Photoshop on my computer. There's there's some things if you want to do some certain text effects or you know things that you really, if more design work you can use in mm. Photoshop. But I would say probably about... 90% of what I do is in Photoshop elements. Mm. I just it's, I just prefer it. It's so easy to use. Mm. Yeah, I'm much the same. I'm much the same way. I have both on my computer, but I definitely I it's a rare day <laughs> that I not being yeah. a designer myself, it's a rare day that I pull open um Photoshop CC. Um I, yes. yeah, because yeah, they do have a lot of um, 
you know, great features. And if you know, if you know what you're doing, you've been using this, you've been using the software for many, many years. It's, um, it's good to use what you're um, used to. That's right. I, I think unless you're a designer, I think Photoshop Elements is more than enough to tell you the truth. I think they are making it closer and closer to what Photoshop is with each uh, update each year. And it's a great program. But I started out in something called Microsoft Digital Image Pro. I don't know if you'd ever even heard of that. But it there were no layers or anything. And that's what I started learning in. And I remember... I was so scared to switch to anything Photoshop related. I, I was so scared of layers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a little, yeah. And it's funny because even to this day, that's one of the most asked questions that I have is about layers. And I, I you know, no matter how many tutorials I do, there's always more um, to be it asked. It is a little bit challenging for people at first, but now mm. if I ever have a program that doesn't have layers. I, I feel bad. I want layers. <laughs> if you're working in like Microsoft Word, you think, oh, you know, I wish I could just move through my layers stack. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, uh, for sure. Yeah. I um I used to use uh, Microsoft Publisher back in the day. I used to do a lot of graphic design in there. And, yeah, you'd always be like, send to back, send to back, send to <laughs> I know. <laughs> Trying to, which thing is on top of which? And, uh Yes, it's good to have that visual, um, you know, that visual reference right there on the right side of the screen and you can see where things are and how they're they're stacking up. I did love that, Mm. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, one one other thing I I teasingly put in my show notes is why you switched to the dark side because many of listeners who've heard you over the years would have... um, known that you were a Windows girl but now the last uh, how many years a couple of years is it you switched Um, about 18 months ago I went to Mac Mm -hmm. and I never thought I would so it is kind of a funny story because I've always used Windows always been a PC girl and for a long time my husband kept saying he wanted to get a Mac. And I said, you don't want to do that. You don't have to relearn everything. And, you know, they're not that much better anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would talk him out of it. And for him, it would be hard for him to use a Mac because of his workplace. They're all on PCs. But um, so I talked him out of it. And I had, I don't know if I just got a couple of bad laptops, but I went through several laptops within a couple of years and kept having, they were just really were lemons. Mm. And I got tired of replacing laptop after laptop. So I thought, all right, everyone says Macs last longer. I knew they still had problems. I, you know, seen plenty of designer friends post, oh, my Mac crashed and it's in the shop. And so I wasn't buying into the hype that they're perfect. I knew Mm. they weren't. (laughs) So, but I decided, well, maybe instead of buying three more PCs, I'll buy a Mac because, Mm. you know, they're a lot more expensive too. (laughs) Yeah. So I I decided to give it a try uh, because I think what finally convinced me is I thought I'm doing so much on my iPad Pro already. Yeah. That's something that I use a lot for scrapbooking. I love it because I have the big one Mm. and I just love it when I'm using apps to scrap because I just feel like I have, it's easy for me to see. It's just, I love the big screen, but for some people I would understand it's too big Mm. and I have a little... Um, very thin keyboard that I attach to it. So a lot of times I'm using that 
almost like a MacBook. Mm. And I thought, you know what, I I could probably make the switch because of this. Mm. And so I I did get a MacBook, and um, I still try to hit the control key all the time. <laughs> I, I mean, you just those things are ingrained in you after mm. decades. Yes. So I, I still struggle to remember to hit the command key and not the control key. But other than that, I feel like I've adjusted really well. Mm. And I do like it uh, for the way it syncs so easily with what I'm doing on my iPad and and yeah. I do feel, I don't know, some satisfaction that I'm all Apple now, which is kind of funny. Yeah, because you've but, always um, had your iPhone. You know, you've been I did. you yeah. you you've had you've been iPhone for so many years. So, <laughs> oh yes, since the since they came out, I've loved iPhones, I've loved iPads, but I was always hesitant to go with a Mac, and um, and I didn't have any problems at first, and then I I did get. I had uh, like a bad motherboard, and mm. so I had to go into the to the Genius Bar, which um, I I don't love. <laughs> I will admit, I don't love going to the Apple Store, and I it makes me feel nervous. There's no lines. It's like feels very chaotic to me. Mm. Uh, our Apple Store that's by me is really crowded all the time, and so I just don't love it. Mm. But I went in and. They they took care of me really well. They it, they replaced it for free because it was a new mat, mm. and I haven't had one other problem until about a month ago. And it's funny because I was just sitting around feeling a little smug with myself, thinking, "Well, I've really adapted well to this mat." <laughs> <laughs> and and then I opened it up one day, and the screen was red. Well, I was Ooh. very familiar with the blue screen of death, but yes. I had never heard of having a red screen. Yeah, <laughs> I've never heard that of that is, either. Well, and when I posted about it on social media, a lot of Mac users were like, oh, I've never seen that. I'm like, well, that can't be good. <laughs> so it was a rare thing that someone on social media was actually, um, Shari of Persnickety Prince, she was able to talk me through how to bypass it mm. and restart it, and um, and then I haven't had a problem since. So uh. I don't know. Every computer has pros and cons. I don't think that, you know, anyone who thinks, oh, I have to have a Mac because it'll be perfect. I, I don't think that's an accurate thought, mm. but uh, they are fun. They're very pretty and they, they run very well, but so do PCs now. There's so many great PCs that I think, I don't think there's a lot of difference between them anymore, honestly. And I probably get hate mail from both sides. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but I mean, you know, there's a lot of good machines out there. I do love this Mac. I I probably will always stay with a Mac now because I do really love it. Yeah, and I mean, I've done both. I used to use Macs for my graphic design work. Well, not with Microsoft Publisher, other graphic design work yeah. I've done. Um, yeah, when, and so I used to do the same thing at work. I I kind of gave, my, I gave myself such a sore hand because my method of, teaching myself the keyboard shortcuts was um do you remember i don't know if you remember what the the round imac mice that they brought out you may not know um because i probably don't because i didn't really follow max in the yeah past, so, so this is back in about 99 2000 they had these mice and i worked for the education department at the time and they'd they 
there were these round mice and they made these things called mouse catchers that you would put on your round mouse to make it more normally shaped so it was more ergonomic. Oh. Anyway, so because the Mac mouse only had one button, I was like, okay, to help myself remember, I'm going to use the Mac mouse in my left hand. I'm left-handed. Um just for anyone who's listening and thinking this is a weird thing to do. Um, <laughs> so I'm using my Mac mouse in my left hand. And so I'm using my keyboard shortcuts like the control key with my right hand over on the left side. Wow. <laughs> and I was doing this. So anyway, so I did that while I was working in that job. And I come home and use my PC at night around the other way. Um, but yeah, then my, gra- uh, my grandparents, my in-laws got given a Mac by their son, except he's not really a Mac person. <laughs> so yeah. I, I was the designated trouble, troubleshooter. So I, I've been, I've had the advantage of being able to use both. And, you know, honestly, the biggest thing for me is what you said with the keyboard shortcuts, because you're it just, is. It's so silly. you're ingrained yeah. in it from um yeah from using them for so many years so yeah yeah that's been the hardest thing for me I keep trying to reach for control alt delete or the control key and you know this is different um <laughs> so yeah it's, yeah. Just, it's a silly little problem oh yeah but <laughs> I don't sh- like the apple mouse I have to admit I use a different mouse um I just can't get used to that so <laughs> yes uh I'm I'm funny because I'm not. I haven't used a mouse for so many years. I've been using a a Wacom tablet. I think oh, uh-huh. for almost ten years. And then recently, my Wacom died, and I started using a mouse again. Um, I got a new tablet. Um, but there's something different about it. The angle of the way, like it's slightly angled. And it's a slightly different texture. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I got used to this one thing for 10 years. And now I've got a new <laughs> tablet to get used to. It is hard to switch, isn't it? <laughs> oh, so funny. But now I'm just yeah. hoping my PC hangs in for a few more years because, yeah, it's it's technology. It's you do you do get used to what you're using. And there's always that. Just that little bit, as much as it's fun to have the latest and greatest and the best and the most up to date, there's always that little bit of, a, you know, just a learning curve, a little bit of an adjustment. <laughs> and setting everything up again. And, you know, it's just you, once you find something that works really well for you, you're just like, oh, hang in there for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. For yeah. Sure. Oh. yeah. Well, it's been so fun to chat with you, Katie. I've. I've missed hearing you in my earbuds in the last Oh, I appreciate while. that. It's been fun to visit with you too. Yeah. Well, so I just wanted to encourage all the listeners, if you haven't, if you're not following Katie's blog, you really should. I really, I really love um, all the creative ideas and I also love your fun um, 
like your meme posts that you do or like, <laughs> yeah, there's always something that's creative, inspiring or a little bit of fun humor every now and then. That's just, I guess. Yeah, I think we all need some of that, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can check out um, Katie at katiethecreativelady.com and she has a blog there and her shop and all kinds of fun things and many years of archives. <laughs> but, um, Appreciate that. Thank blogging. you. Yeah. So thanks so much for joining me today, Katie. And um, I hope we'll speak again soon. Thanks, Melissa. I appreciate it. Thanks so much to Katie for joining me for today's episode of the Scrapbooking Inspiration Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our chat and if you'd like to learn more about anything we've been talking about, including that round apple mouse, I've got it all in the show notes at scrapbookingpodcast.com slash 72. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the podcast and I'll see you in the next episode.